0: Welcome to the Career Ready Podcast. Learn about resumes, cover letters, LinkedIn, interviewing, and all the things you need to be career ready with the Career Services Center at College of DuPage. I'm one of your hosts, Rebecca Harrington. Later in today's episode, I'm going to lead the conversation in developing your elevator pitch for networking.
1: And I'm another one of your hosts, Pierre Michaels, and I will end the episode with this week's question submitted to our listener mailbag at careerpodcast.cod.edu. This week's question is about improving oneself for better job-searching results. But first, you'll hear from our other host, Michelle Malik.
2: Thanks, Pierre. I'm going to start our episode today with some information about our competency of the day, which is career and self-development. So with career and self-development, that is defined by NACE in the following way. Proactively develop oneself and one's career through continual personal and professional learning, awareness of one's strengths and weaknesses, navigation of career opportunities, and networking to build relationships within and without one's organization. So later in the episode, we're going to be discussing how to create an elevator pitch to kind of sell yourself and sell your skills to an employer. Um, so working on the career and self-development competency is going to allow you to develop your pitch because you have to know what you're bringing to the table as a professional, also what your career goals are, and who exactly to share your professional story with. So one behavior that fulfills the career and self-development competency is show an awareness of your own strengths and areas for development. So sometimes it really can be difficult to think of what we're good at. Or what skills we need to improve when we're kind of asked that question on the spot. That's kind of nerve wracking. (laughs) Um, So we could draw a blank potentially. But my recommendation is to start thinking about this now so that you're able to develop your elevator pitch. Um, So if you're having a hard time getting started with that process, you can consider some of the following things here. Um, So think back to some meetings that you've had with your supervisors or maybe even annual reviews. You can think about what strengths they shared with you that you have as well as what improvements that they identified. Um, Also too, think about times when maybe a colleague or maybe a a customer or a client has complimented you or given you um, constructive feedback. You can also use that as a strength and or an improvement. Um, Also, too, have you noticed yourself that maybe you found something challenging in the workplace and now you're taking the initiative to work on it? Um, So as you're thinking about examples of these strengths and improvements, um, definitely be sure to write them down throughout the year rather than waiting. It'll really help you um, if you're in a situation where, again, you have to share that elevator pitch on the spot or even for an annual review. Um, So I know I've worked with a client and then also a colleague who have They've done this, right? They have a Word document throughout the year. They put their accomplishments. They put what they're working on. Um, and it's really worked out great for them. That is a really good idea. Isn't it? Okay. I'm going to steal that. <laughs> I'm do that.
0: But um, I love this. I, uh, I say this all the time is like think back to when you've gotten feedback because mm-hmm. I think that sometimes we, we have trouble seeing it in ourselves. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a great way to think about it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I'm definitely going to start writing that stuff down. (laughs) So another behavior um, that Nace mentions is establish, maintain, and or leverage relationships with people who can help one professionally. Um, So in other words, this is networking with other professionals and staying in touch with them in order to develop yourself and your career. So by networking, you're not only able to have an audience to practice your elevator pitch with, but also by connecting with others and staying connected, it could really create opportunities for you. Or also we talked about this last season, gaining those mentors that are so important. Um, So for example, I just wanted to share some personal examples. (laughs) Um, So I've stayed in touch with past supervisors. And when I've come across, you know, a challenging situation within my career, they've always been able to give me their insight and helped me work through that difficult time. Um, There are many years of experience Experience and wisdom are just truly invaluable. So I stay in touch with them to also see how they're doing, but also just to make sure that, you know, if I run into a problem in my career or I need some advice, they can help me with that too. And they've been so helpful. Um, Also, I've probably shared this story before, um, but one time, uh, I wasn't selected for a job that I applied to, but I ended up staying in touch with a manager on LinkedIn. So after a few months, the position actually needed to be filled again, and the manager reached out to me to apply to the job again. So again, that really shows how important it is to network and again, maintain those professional relationships. Um, so that now that you know the importance of this competency, you can start to incorporate it into your professional life and also your personal life. Thank you so much, Michelle. That is so helpful. I think that
0: uh, we don't often take the time to think about ourselves and our strengths and maybe areas we can we can work on. Um, so, kind of we, we we've alluded to this, but I just want to officially welcome listeners to season two. Yay! <laughs> I mean, we've had we've had one episode already in season two, but just if we haven't yet. Uh, so, <laughs> this season, the reason I mention it is that this season we have a theme. And it starts with this episode. Uh, We'll have some other episodes in here too, but our main theme is going to be about your pitch. So in other words, how do you describe yourself as a professional quickly in different settings like your resume, LinkedIn and interviewing? We're going to start, though, with one that we often think about which is the networking situation. So we've talked a lot about networking, right? And so let's get into some of the the nitty gritty, right? The details of this. So what do you say to someone when you meet them as a professional, right? Uh, It could be at a job fair. It could be at a conference or to be honest, it could be anywhere. So that's why it's actually often called the elevator pitch, what would you say to someone if you only had 30-ish seconds to impress them in an elevator, right? So we usually think of it, if you were going between, you know, like two or three floors and this is the president of the company, like (laughs) what would you say uh, to them? So it is important to remember though that every situation is different. So whatever your pitch is, you're going to have to customize it to the person you're talking to and the situation you're in. But having something ready which is kind of what you were talking about, Michelle, right? Like thinking about it ahead of time is really (laughs) a good thing to make sure that you, it kind of lessens the chance that you're going to forget something (laughs) or that you just kind of repeat yourself over and over again, right? Um, I I think, uh, you know, just, just thinking about it ahead of time, kind of having it in your mind. I don't know. I always say your pets are great. Practice mate, you mentioned. You mentioned <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> like you mentioned, networked, but you know, your pets, they'll <laughs> love to hear you say your elevator pitch over and over and over again. Um, but, <laughs> all right, but let's get into it. So, there are five main areas that we think about with the elevator pitch. Um, again, it will depend on the situation, which of these you need. You may not need them all. So, first, of course, is be sure to give your name. That sounds simple. But under pressure, <laughs> we might forget. Uh, so make sure the person knows your name. Now, of course, depends on the situation, right? Like what if you were at a party and there was a family friend who you've met before, you know who they are, they know who you are. But all of a sudden, as a college student or a young professional, you're like, oh, you have you actually have a job and <laughs> you work somewhere that I might be interested in. So all of the sudden now this situation is turning. So that would be one where you don't have to say your name, right? Um, but most of the time, <laughs> that's a good place to start. Next is this, is, this is the key. This is the hook, right? Mention one or two, maybe three things that stand out about you and your background. So if you're a student Well, that's a nice number one, right? (laughs) Good thing to start off with. But you can also start with your relevant experience and or special skills. Not too much. You know, you can always add more later. But just start with those one or two or three things that you think might be um, something that will get their attention. So, for example, you might say something like, Hi, my name is Jane Smith, and I'm a student at X College studying accounting. I just finished a course on tax preparation and volunteered to help those in need with their taxes. Or maybe a non-student-ish one would be, Hi, I'm John Smith, and my background is in graphic design. I've worked for several startups, and I have my own freelance business doing web design. So you're just kind of getting the basics out there. That's often where we think people stop. And I think it's important that we keep adding, right? So third is talk about your goals. So what are you working towards? Are you looking for a job? Are you looking for an internship? Are you just looking to meet more people in the industry or the profession? And again, this could change depending on who you're talking to, the situation, where you are in your career, So we could just add one to practice, right? Um, So one that we did earlier. So, hi, my name is Jane Smith, and I'm a student at X College studying accounting. I just finished a course on tax preparation and volunteered to help those in need with their taxes. I am looking for an internship to help me learn more and expand my skills. And you could add a little bit more in there as far as like QuickBooks or, you know, like something really specific that you wanted to to put in there. Um, But I think... Just giving some sort of idea of, you know, what you're interested in, giving a goal is, again, going to induce more of a conversation with the person that they want to k- keep talking to you. So I've got a couple more in there, but I'll stop for a second. Anything you guys want to add on some of these, these first ones, kind of, you know, the name, your a little bit of your background and, and your goals?
1: Just want to emphasize the flexibility to this. Right. We've mentioned the scenario may change. Maybe you don't use the name because you're introducing yourself to a family friend that you've actually know, but you have a new purpose here. Or maybe you're in this networking situation and they're like, hi, Michelle, this is Rebecca. And then Michelle's not going to introduce herself <laughs> and say, hi, I'm Michelle. And, right. you, know, right? <laughs> you, you adjust it based off the setting. And same thing with those core things that you're emphasizing. So from this example that you've been sharing, Rebecca, I see someone very interested in accounting and taxation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But maybe they're in a different situation and they did take the payroll class. Mm. So now they talk about payroll instead because that may be more relevant to their goals or that setting that they're in. So being able to prioritize that content, know what you're drawing from to then adjust the elevator pitch for the setting.
0: That's great. And actually, I think that leads really well into number four. So thank you for that setup. We did not plan that. Uh, (laughs) No, which is if you know the company right? Or the, you know, the, the, of the person that you're talking to. Um, and by, <laughs> by that, I mean, like if you've heard of them, like you know what they do. Um, or if you don't know who they work for or their own business name, you know, ask them if you don't know the company, ask about it, you know, show curiosity. But, you know, like, so let's say, you know, this is, you know, a company that does payroll or someone that works in a payroll department. And that is something that you're interested in. Again, maybe you also are interested in tax, right? But that might be a situation to say, I just finished the payroll class, entered a payroll class, because you know that they're going to be most interested in that. So knowing kind of who you're talking to and where they work or what they do can definitely drive, I think, what you talk about. Obviously, if you're at a job fair... That's nice and easy, right? Because <laughs> hopefully you'll know the company name and I would do a quick Google search if you don't know who they are and it sounds interesting. Um, but again, you can also ask questions, right? So again, if you're talking to that family friend or you're talking to a professional in a uh, that comes to a, a student club, you know, that you're at. Um, and oh, you know, um, can you tell me a little bit more about this place that you work? Right. And then from there, maybe you'll get some information that can help you tailor a little bit of your pitch. And then, lastly, of course, we want to make sure that we end strong. <laughs> so that means make sure that it's clear that you want more. <laughs> Basically, what are the next steps? So thank them for their time, give them a resume if you have one, or get their business card and ask if you can email them or even better, or in addition, connect on LinkedIn. Make sure that the conversation doesn't end here. So, you know, thinking about it again, hi, my name is Jane Smith. I'm a student studying accounting. I just finished this course and I volunteered and I'm looking for an internship to help me learn more and expand my skills. Can I share my resume with you? Right? So just but putting that as like a quick pitch, right? It's getting that action step in there at the end. But as Pierre said, make sure it's natural, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that idea of like giving, uh, you know, a, a one minute <laughs> or 30, even 30 second pitch where it's just stream of consciousness sounding could be a little weird, right? So it could be that all of this information comes out in the course of a conversation. And that's okay. Either one is fine. Again, just make sure that it sounds natural mm-hmm. as you're doing it. So I know we all did our elevator pitches <laughs> <laughs> as part of our, uh, our interviews and the bonuses. So if you guys haven't listened to those episodes, go check them out. Um, but I thought maybe we could each talk about our own elevator pitch in terms of kind of some of these steps or um, what you if you've had a situation where you've met people and changed it up or I don't know, just give some examples a little bit of what what you got.
1: Yeah, so to kind of just break it down, uh, you know, so I won't give a direct pitch at this point. But thinking of those different scenarios and the work that I do. So I work with students, I work with faculty, I engage with people that have nothing to do with College of DuPage. So You know, given those three general populations, I want to make sure that what I'm sharing will relate. You know, if it's a student, I'm going to be relating back to the office a little bit more and pushing them to engage with the office. My elevator pitch will be more about the office and trying to connect with them in that way. If it's with faculty, it's going to be more about how we can support their efforts, support their classroom efforts. If it's someone outside the college Maybe I'm not talking too much specifically about our office. I'm talking about the college and, you know, not getting into nitty gritties of Career Services Center, but, you know, promoting how what we do in our office can relate to them. So always keeping that audience in mind to then adjust what I want to share to that individual. hmm
2: Yeah, that's a really good point. We always tell students and clients, customize your resume, customize your LinkedIn, you know, so it's good for them also to know that you need to customize your pitch. So for example, when I'm trying to quantify my experiences, I'll say I have four years of experience in higher education. Um, Also, too, when I wrote my elevator pitch, I was trying to think about what are my strongest skills. And again, that's going to be you're going to have to customize that depending on what environment you're in. But I really tried to um, just kind of if I was talking to someone, I would tell them, you know, I'm detail oriented, I have problem solving skills. um, And I like to provide quality service to all students and clients. So really thinking about kind of like what we were talking about earlier in the episode, what are what are those strengths? And how can you apply that to a specific company? Um, And yeah, I think just ending it with, again, what do you want to get out of this interaction that you're having with that employer? Right?
0: yeah, absolutely. And I love that you said that um, you know, that your goal is to to provide quality interactions with students, something like that because uh, i I forgot to mention that in the goal area that it could also almost be like a philosophy of mm-hmm. work you know, which I think is important. And it's a way to get those qualities out, you know, without necessarily saying like, I am a problem solver. You know, you could <laughs> say something like, mm-hmm. you know, as part of my job, I help students problem solve their, you know, something mm-hmm. like that, where you're trying to kind of get get those in there, you know, in a just kind of a, a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, and a, that kind of philosophy, I think is a, is a nice way to do it. So I love all of these ideas of like kind of thinking about who you're talking to, you know, again, for me, um, yeah, I think sometimes it also depends on, um, on the subject, you know, so if uh, I'm in a situation where I am talking to someone that I know is an employer, you know, that might want to hire our students, then I'm definitely going to bring in something different. Uh, or for me, you know, I do this podcast. I also have other podcasts that I do on my own. So if I'm talking as a podcaster, <laughs> then my pitch is going to be about, you know, um, I have a podcast or I have a couple of podcasts that I'm on and I'm going to, you know, say ghostly and I'm going to say the crew ready podcast. I might talk a little bit about what we talk about on those podcasts. Right. Uh, so it just again, it depends on the situation uh, and what you're doing. But I, I do think you can still practice it ahead of time. Maybe think about what are some of the different situations that I might be in where I have to give this information and kind of having that practiced and ready to go is really going to help. Um, and I think, oh, the other thing was doing the math. I love that you did the math of mm-hmm. like, I've worked in higher education for this many years mm-hmm. because it's more than just you know, the one job that you've had, Mm -hmm. right? So it kind of helps them like see a bigger scope. And like, for me, I have a background working in human resources, and education and teaching. And now I'm doing this. And so I need my pitch to kind of bring all that together for Mm -hmm. them so that they better understand the scope of what I can bring. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I I think it's worth spending some time on this and we're going to keep spending time on this, right? All season long, we're going to talk about your pitch and how you share it in different situations. This is kind of a conversation, a verbal share um, as an initial um, talk with somebody uh, and we're going to keep going with it. Um, So if you haven't yet, do, do Michelle's thing. Start thinking about <laughs> your skills and your background, right? Take these five steps we've just been talking about. Get it, get it ready. And then as you're listening, you can start working on the different ways that you can share this information.
1: Rebecca, thank you for running us through that conversation of the elevator pitch, really kickstarting this theme for Season 2 of the Be Creative Podcast, where we're talking about your pitch and sharing your story in the different formats. And we've got a lot to share with that. But I'm going to go ahead and wrap up today's episode by answering a listener's question. And this question is, how can I improve my weakness? Now, this is a really hard question question to answer in this format. We all have our own unique weaknesses. We all have our differences that we need to be working through. So I'm gonna talk a little more broadly here and get to the core of the question. And that is um, really this realization that we have weaknesses and that we need to be improving. So similar to what Michelle was talking about earlier with the competency, but I wanna focus in on this weakness And to realize that we have this weakness is the first step to the improvement. And if you haven't identified a weakness yet, I just wanna spend some time talking about this because very important, spend some time doing that self-reflection. Identify a weakness that you need to improve. Maybe you've heard this um, through feedback as Michelle was saying earlier, or maybe you you just realized that This is something that I have limitations in and I want to improve myself. But as you identify this weakness, make sure that that weakness that you are identifying does relate to your goals. So as an example here, I have a weakness in science. I enjoy science, I find it interesting, but it's not something I'm in a lot and it's not something that I really do with my job. So I'm not gonna put a lot of effort into improving myself that way even though I find it interesting professionally at least, I'm going to prioritize different things. So I want to make sure that this weakness that I'm working on, that you're working on, is going to be removing a barrier to your future opportunities. So once you identify that weakness, you want to um, give it some attention and think about how you will be using this as you move forward because that will help us start identifying how we can be working on it. If this is something that you're, you've are you already been trained in, something that you have knowledge base, but you haven't had the chance to apply it, well, start identifying these different opportunities that you could take advantage of. Make sure that you are seeking out this opportunity, if it's on your current job, if it is in different projects, maybe it's an internship, going through this process to start applying yourself in different ways so then we can turn what is just a knowledge base into skills and abilities that we have to offer. Or maybe you realize that this is something the employer needs and that's all I know about it. I don't have this knowledge base at all. So think about how can you develop that knowledge base? And there's a lot of different ways out there. You could just be watching a video on YouTube. You could be reading a book. Maybe you want to do a LinkedIn learning or some other kind of platform training. Attend a conference or take in a webinar. And of course, you could always seek out formal training in a classroom. Uh, Maybe you can take just one class because you know it's emphasizing this thing that you wanna be working on. Maybe it's a series of classes as a certificate, or you work on this degree, right? That's really what working on education is all about. I'm interested in doing this. I don't know enough about this yet. So it's really a weakness at that point, but then you develop it over time. So in short, once you identify a weakness that you want to improve, you want to take the actions that will challenge you to grow. And if you have gone through this process and you want to share your story, please feel free to leave a comment in your podcast player or find us on social media at COD Career Center to share your story. And as always, if you have a question for us, remember, you can submit it to careerpodcast at cod.edu or on social media at COD Career Center.
0: Awesome. And I just want to say, Pierre, you say your weakness is science. But one thing that you do is data science. Yeah. You do a lot of data work. And so like just thinking about what you're talking about is like, okay, if I see this as a weakness, it's look and evaluate where would I need this and then focus on on that. And I think that's a way you could think about bringing science into your job. (laughs) I I thought that was because I was like yeah, when do I do science? I don't (laughs) really do science, but you do science. All right. So thank you uh, to all of our listeners for listening. Thank you, Michelle and Pierre for all of the great information today. Uh, And we hope uh, you all are set to create and use your elevator pitch soon. We encourage you to join us on our next episode when we speak to our manager of veteran services about the veteran job search tips.